Fakakta Comedy Funhouse Network. <laughs> Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Castle Theater in Bloomingtown. They had um, Max Sabbath. Is um, a Black Sabbath cover band, but they're all dressed like uh, characters from McDonald's, and all their songs. <laughs> what? And all their songs are like related to like French fries, and, and it is bizarre. But it was like, it was a metal show, and before they started. They were playing, uh, they played the Drunken Lullaby song from Flogging Molly. Okay. And then right before um, Max Sabbath went on, their intro music was the FCF intro music. What? And I was like, what the fuck? I think I got some video of it, too. I was like, how? I, it was so bizarre to hear both of those at the yeah. same show. But, uh, Where did that come from? I, I, don't, I don't know. Blake pulled that. He pulled, like, the whole, all the theme of it being... Clowns and kind of a dark carnival thing. That's something he came up with. But um, yeah, it, it played very well into the Max Sabbath show because it literally was a dark-looking clown up on stage. I think I have some photos of it. It's it's ridiculous, but it was, it was fun. And one of the ba- uh, the band before that was Metalachi. It was a mariachi band that covered like metal songs from the '80s. This is what happens in the suburbs. Like that shit would never happen here. And on that bombshell, my name is Emslinski, and it's time to get blown. Dave Rowan's not here, and nor is Kristen. However. We have a very special guest, um, someone who's never been in this studio. Some call him the Black Majesty. Others, Flannel Fabio, Fabio, whatever the fuck his name is. I call him the Bottle Cap Kid from Couch Pilots, Mr. Jason. Ah, beautiful studio. Thank you so much for having me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just taking it all in. I don't think there's enough of me to take in all of what your studio is. There, there's not enough time. There isn't. I'm not, let's just skip right past it. <laughs> What's up, man? What are you doing in the city? Where do you belong, if you ask me? Yeah, my brother and I came up here to go to the Harold Washington Library to see my um, my cousin get married. And I was like, got to come in a little bit early, see my main man, Adam Z. Ah, that's, what, that's what I like. So uh, our regularly scheduled program is not this week, because uh, Shane, Dave's partner, was puking from both ends out every hole. Do I need to be? Do I need to pick up the gay slack? No. I mean, I can do it if you want. That I mean. shirt, a little tight <laughs> around your giant pectoral muscles. I don't, I don't think that's any muscle. <laughs> there's, there's all the muscles there. Um, so yeah, I figured since uh, you got the couch pilots here, or well, half of them anyway, right? You know, he's used to taking everything in the middle. I, I get it up and then I, I bring it back down. Is that what she said? <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so I have questions for you. Oh, okay. I'm making up as I go along. All right. Um, As it stands, I feel, I feel, uh, of all the things that happen in all the networks, you're one of the funnier people I've met. Oh, wow. Like, just naturally, you have this very, very, your delivery's, like, super dry and super slow and super just, like... Are those those compliments? They are, (laughs) because it's very very British-y. Okay. Like, like, my grandmother's British. It, really? Yeah. I don't like her, though. 
How do no, you know I'm, I'm just kidding. I like <laughs> the British part or that you don't like both. It? Okay. Um, so what? Like you love? Where do you? Where does comedy come from in you? Wow. Um, I don't yeah, know. Welcome to the hard hitting yeah, show. Yeah, no like, shit. This will this, never happen. I feel like this is a let's try this all over again. Did you hear that one that we were on? No. No. Well, you should check that out. They, they. I was like, let's talk about wrestling and reality TV shows, and then try something odd to eat. It's very frivolous. They're like, nope. We're just going to give you some hard hitting questions. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I don't know. I am an indoor kid growing up for sure, and uh, I spent a lot of time watching Warner Brothers cartoons and. I know it's not in vogue to say Bill Cosby, but I, I Bill Cosby is, to me, a genius. So um, not a fan of Qua- Quaaludes, then? I'm not a Quaalude guy, per se. No? No, I'm a more of a barbiturate man. Um, Jesus Christ. But uh, obviously what he did was terrible, but I mean... I, I, I Allegedly wasn't convicted. I, th- I was just listening to an episode where you guys did shit on him pretty hard. Oh, he's so a fucking douchebag. I think he probably is, but he like... He absolutely raped all of ish those women. Let's separate the man from his work. Can no! We, Michael Jackson? No. Is a pee-pee toucher. That's ruining all the things. He made he's Thriller. Ever... Yeah, and then he touched a little boy's penis. How? <laughs> like, how many millions of copies like do you have to sell in order to touch so many kids? Like, no, it, there's, no. there's no equation to that. No, there's, there's no like, al- algorithm no. I can run. Okay. No, you. Uh, <laughs> if you if you touch little boys, or like, some say he didn't, but I mean, Macaulay Culkin kind of described his penis accurately. <laughs> like, if you remember that, it's like it's kind of like, oh, here's the scar, and it's like. It's under his hood. It's got a head in the and the shaft. And like half of it's black, half of it's not. And that, he did that? Macaulay Culkin descri- he described it perfectly. Is this, when was this? In the 90s? Uh, this was right around when it all started. Yeah. Wow. Because him and Macaulay Culkin were very close. I think Bubbles the uh, Apis, the monkey, is still alive, too, I heard. What do you think really? about that? I wonder where he lives. That'd be great if he took over Neverland Ranch. Yeah, and yeah. Like, he was like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's also touching little peepees. Come with me, and you'll stay. I don't need a monkey singing that song. No, um, I've always loved comedy. Yeah. Um, Good segue, by the way. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, the State. You know the state no. uh, or MTV in the nineties. You got like Michael Ian Black, Michael Showalter, David Wayne, the the guy. You know Stella, the comedy troupe Stella. No. Okay. See, while you were watching The State, I was watching Roundhouse. <laughs> or all that. Roundhouse. <laughs> was amazing. Okay, that was uh, Snick, right? Saturday Night Nick. Yeah. I used to watch that, too. I remember the first episode of Roundhouse. I saw it when it premiered. Yeah. And I was like, because they, they were doing, like, a rap. They did a lot of, like, singing and rapping. Yeah, I didn't understand it. But, like, they rhymed something with, like, they were going to, you would think, oh, that woman on Nickelodeon is about to say the word bitch. But she doesn't. She rhymes it with. Uh, a very difficult person to get along with, and I was like, they were about to say "bitch" on Nickelodeon. To me, that would that blew my mind. Yeah, comment. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That w- that was an edgy show. It, as far it as was, was and 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 like no one gives it. No one really remembers it. I do actually like, remember it. My shows growing up. Um. Well, I mean, Saturday morning cartoons, obviously. Sure. Like. X Men, Amazing Spider Man, or I definitely watched those. Yeah, uh, the Batman the Animated Series. Yes, still maintain that's the most definitive Batman will ever get. And again, I am an avid listener of uh, of your program, and you were ranking them. Kevin Conroy, right? Yeah, and then who? Uh, Kevin Conroy, and this fluctuates. Keaton, Keaton Adam West, Affleck. Uh, Affleck above Bale. 
Yes, I don't know, all man. Okay. okay is, I've said this once and I'll say it again. Yeah. It's not hard to be Batman. All you have to do yeah. is put on a mask, totally just punch people in the face. Okay. Right? And not kill anybody. You're right. I, you know it's what? hard to be Bruce Wayne, and Affleck no. does that really well. I'm not taking in... I'm not isolating the performance. I'm taking the movie as a whole. And obviously, oh, the movie was and, fucking terrible. To me, the... Well, I was saying, to me, the Nolan trilogy obliterates anything, in my opinion. The Nolan two movies. Oh, you not counting the last one? I no, no, okay. no. That's fair. That's fair. Batman would never sacrifice himself for a girl. Okay, let's talk about that. Yeah. What's the ending of the movie? Did did he really survive, or was Alfred seeing what he wanted to see at the end of that film? Because I mean, how like when you see earlier in the film that he he's like, oh, I dream about going here, and then I look over and I see this and this, but then like it's almost it's identical. It's almost too perfect. I know they're trying to lead the audience that way, but at the same time. Did that really happen, or is that in Alfred's head? Did, did Bruce Wayne, Wayne really die at the end of The Dark no, Knight Returns? absolutely not. He lived. Yeah, and and here's here's why. Because if you look at all things Batman, Batman, the, the reason Batman can always beat Superman ever, doesn't matter how strong Superman is, doesn't matter, Batman will always find a way to win because he thinks of every possible... Avery, are you having fun? Avery the Cat with my brother, Kevin um, the Human. yes. Um, Batman will always find a way to win. So he knows every which way out of every single scenario you can ever possibly imagine and even shit you can't think of. So he ejected and then saved himself. Now he is, um, he's like, he's playing, he's 10 steps ahead of everyone else. Yeah. Now, okay, you put him in the room with Bobby Fischer. Who wins at chess? Bobby Fischer. Okay. (laughs) Could, Could Bobby Fischer be Batman? No. Okay. And here's how here's how Bobby You're very Fisher confident wins. in these answers. Yeah, oh yeah. Here's how Bobby <laughs> Fisher wins. Bobby, if you do you know anything about Bobby Fisher? I know there's a movie there where someone was trying to find him, and I don't know if they ever did. Um, I was obsessed with Bobby Fisher <laughs> as a kid. Uh, I'm not that very good of a chess player, but okay. I was like, I like that was he was my jam. Like Bobby Fisher, Bobby was your Fisher. Jam. Yeah, what kind of kid grows up with like a, a chess prodigy as their idol? That's uh. At the same time, my other one was George Carlin. Figure that out. Okay, well, that's. A, I mean, I think that almost defines what I'm seeing in front of me, 100. <laughs> percent Um, so I used to like read up on Bobby Fisher because he was like this weird, aloof, crazy genius kid. Yeah. That I would never be, and I would never be that great at chess. Bobby Fischer only has to do one thing to be Bruce Wayne. He goes, all he has to say is, I know who my parents are. Oh, and that and just emotionally devastates Bruce Wayne. It takes him right out of it. Because Bruce Wayne, he, he, at one time... He's he, a whiny bitch. He thought he knew his parents, right? Well, he did until they died. Bobby Fischer had both of his parents. Okay. So. I saw a picture recently of Bobby Fischer like, playing like 30 grown Russian men. At the and, same time? Yeah. yeah. And, and I, if, I were, if I were Bobby Fischer... I would have one hand moving the chest piece and the other hand with just a constant middle finger as I was doing it. I think that's what he was doing, just like with his face. He was just like... Okay. Or whatever the fuck you face is. He's like, I'm actually thinking of what I need to get at the grocery store later. This is nothing to me yeah. right now. It's like, oh, man. And he's just he's reciting pi to every single decimal. Yeah. What are you that, doing? That is the ultimate middle 12, finger. 12, I don't know. That's true nerdery. Yeah. Um, so, grew up on comedy. Like, why why podcasting? Um, I just, I was invited to it. Uh, Blake had a, a 100th episode uh, cookout at his, his apartment that he was living at. And he invited me and another fellow from work that both had interest and shared interest in, in podcast. And uh, I was on it for like five seconds. And then a few episodes later, he invited me on for the full episode. Yeah. And then he kept inviting me, and I kept saying yes and coming back, and uh, and that was it. Like I think a lot of people over the years kind of peter out 
but I, I love comedy. I, I think that I'm funny to a degree, and I, I want to be able to um, expel that from myself yeah. a little bit. And that was giving me an avenue to do it. So he kept asking. I kept saying yes, and, and, and a friendship was forged. I, I Yeah, I mean, we've had probably over the last eight years a good 20 or 30 people that have cycled in and out. Yeah, and like, like and people that you were wanting or like considering to be permanent people? Um, I, there's a couple that I hoped. Yeah. There's like, oh, yeah, we, we always had, like, me and Dave have very, very distinct voices. Mm-hmm. And we're very, yeah. although we agree on a lot of things, he's very reserved and I'm purposely up here because he's purposely down here. The yin to his yang. So having a third would always level that out. And they like they would do it for maybe a month or two months or whatever. Yeah. And they just peter off. But with the addition of Kristen, which is just an excuse for me to hang out and chit-chat with her for I think once a week. everybody knows that. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But she does add a, a decent balance to everything. If you look at the most successful combinations, it's always like here's two or three guys and one broad, right? Yeah, and that's and that's just well, that's it's just good one science. guy and a broad, and then Dave. <laughs> so, but it, no, it is. It's good to have a woman's point of view and voice in there, and it attracts people and mixes things up. It keeps things interesting. I'm, I'm glad she's a part of the show. Yeah. I, I enjoy listening uh, before and, and now with her on. Yeah. So. So, what it what like? Because you do you did. A bunch of the work on, like writing, all the captions and stuff for, it burns, right? What yeah. are, like, and then you write all the stuff for Couch Pilots, like all the jokes. Um, you know, it's I think it's I always use Saturday Night Live as an example to where, it's they have a team of writers trying to produce about forty five to fifty five minutes worth of comedy, twenty two times a year. Yeah. That's really tough. I don't, I don't, you know, most podcasts aren't scripted. I think you have to like your hosts and, and, yeah. and like them to want to come back. The The subject matter is inconsequential, I think. But, um, you know, everything on Couch Pilots and uh, the former IBWIP, it was definitely not scripted. But we had things planned out to keep the show moving. Yeah. I, I've learned a lot from Blake as far as pacing goes on a show. And so did how Blake he... start the, the outlines? Because when I first came out, I was like, mm. oh, shit, they got outlines? yeah. <laughs> Um, he had an outline. We we have dick and fart jokes that we make up on the spot. <laughs> yeah, we do the same. Except ours are more structured. Hey, no, the, no, no, I'm just the rule there, of three. It's very true. No, it's well. The uh, he had his show was originally came out like about twice a month, and it was like three hours. And that, Jesus Christ! See, that's exactly kind of how I thought. I was like, man, it's you know, I have no problem doing it, and I'm grateful to be here. But I think we should do it every week for consistency, and maybe shorten it a little bit, make it more consumable. And he was like, "Yeah, that's fine." So we record two at a time, and then every Friday we would release them, and every two weeks we, you know, record two, and so on and so forth. And in the off weeks we would record two episodes of Couch Pilots, just so every week we could release something, have that consistency. Yeah, have people who are interested in what we're doing, you know, refresh their podcast app and say, "Oh, there it is." Perfect. Yeah, I want to hear that. And if we miss a week, that sucks, and maybe people drop off. So I was all about consistency, but Blake definitely had like a, an outline in place. So I kind of took that. And put my own spin on it. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just jumping in this thing and trying to have fun. So with it. you weren't a writer at all. Are you? Would not, you consider no. yourself a writer? No, now? I would not consider myself a writer. I wouldn't even consider myself a writer now. No. Why not? Because you have like I've always maintained if I make anything and I could get you up here to like write, sit down and write. Yeah. I think it would be fucking comedic gold. I I would totally like, work on something with you. Yeah. Like you just not write. Like you're not. 
I, you know, I, I have ideas every once in a while. I, just, I don't know. I'm, I have a very busy life, I guess, and I don't, I don't think of it. I, I don't know. I, just, I, I think my mindset is, and it's a stupid mindset, but I'm in central Illinois. What, what can I really do? You have to be in New York or L.A. to make things happen, which is not really true anymore. You can send things anywhere at any time and, and people, but I don't, I don't know. I, I don't give it a lot of thought. I just try to have fun with it. I try to keep it light. I also think sometimes people make too much out of their hobby or the things they're passionate about, and all of a sudden, they're not passionate anymore about them. You know, they, they, they lose that because, oh, now it's a business. Now I have to do this. Now I have to sit down. Someone's expecting this, and I have a deadline. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, just, I don't give it a lot of thought, but I, I have a lot of fun doing... I had a lot of fun doing IBWIP, and I still have a lot of fun doing Couch Pilots. So where did Couch Pilots come from? Like, whose brainchild is that? I'm guessing it's yours. Um, I, I will take one half of the credit for that. When we decided to do a network, I was like, I'll just, uh, great, I'd love to add some shows. I, I'll keep doing IBWIP. And Blake's like, no, I want to do a show with you about something with TV. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, I mean, we can do that. Because, um, like, Dustin is, like, is an alcoholic and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and a music file. So, like, all right, well, well, he'll do one about beer and pot and, and, uh, and Heather uh, doesn't do the show anymore, but Heather likes fucking all the time, so she'll do a show about sex. <laughs> fucking all the time. I, I love Heather. I'm just joking around. But no, no. Th- these are ideas they had. Yeah. And I was like, great. And I really didn't expect to do one. And then he's like, yeah, let's, well, we'll have a spinoff one where it's, we talk about TV shows. And he's like, let's do one about Golden Girls. He's like, you never really watch it. And I've seen every episode a thousand times. Like, well, that sounds terrible, but I'll do it. <laughs> because because I, I'm not a fan of Golden Girls. What is this? Where does, I, I want to know where that comes from. That obsession. There was a long-standing joke about how we loved uh, grandmas on IBWIP. There's a lot of sexual grandma humor. So I don't know. I don't know where it comes from, but it, <laughs> it, it is very real. Uh, for a short time, there is a like. If you go back, way, way back, into this hard drive somewhere. Yeah. This is where most of the low blow shows exist. Yeah. The ones that aren't released. Okay. I'll, just, I'll get to someday. Of what we have left, there's probably like 60 or 70 episodes on here. Sometimes you will, um, there'll be a week where you're like, today we're kicking it old school, or I'm listening, we're yeah. putting out an old show. Is that where they come from? Yeah, off this that's also, uh, we haven't posted in a while, or, or we dropped from like 450 to like 300, and I'm like, oh, we should probably put something out, or I'll just stumble across it, and it's like, Dave's like, I'm not going to be able to make it. But but is that I mean that almost speaks to what I was talking about with consistency. Do yeah. You, do you feel like you need to have consistent releases for people who are listening to keep listening, or else that can drop off. Um. Oh, my mic's being weird. Yeah, probably. Um, that's kind of the golden rule of anything on the internet. Consistency. It's why our YouTube channel is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> ours is too. I'm not a vlogger. <laughs> I've tried it. Blake tries so hard on ours, and it's just yeah, it's tough. Um. But yeah, no, consistency is key, and I don't, I don't even think we're consistent enough. Okay. Um, but it also comes, and I understand, like, I'm trying to produce a film, or direct a film, and I am waiting on everyone's schedules to clear up. And I know what it's like to not have, like, time to do anything. I'm, I have an abundance of time. I always have time. But it's just me. And if I feel I do it myself, then it's just, like, then it's very self-centered, and that's not fun. Okay. Um... But yeah, consistency is a thing, and that's what I was. So that's where the old school cool came in. Yeah, no, and it's 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 interesting to hear what you guys talk about as as a timestamp. 
Yeah. yeah, like what's current in your lives and in pop culture at that time, knowing we're a few years down the road. Yeah. So I, I listen to all your shows. I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I love what you guys do, and I love to hear about uh, all the foursomes Dave has. <laughs> so many foursomes. So many penises. So I, I, I can't imagine two <laughs> girls, let alone four dicks. Like, I can, I, okay, I can imagine two girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was and say. we can imagine four dicks, but, like, that's a lot of dicks. Too many dicks. Too many dicks on the dance floor. Thank right? you. Boom. Too many dicks on the dance floor. <laughs> um, yeah, Couch Pilots is a lot of fun. Uh, I love doing it. I know Blake loves doing it. He, he I, I think he came up with the idea of let's yeah. do a show about pilot episodes. TV shows that had only one episode. And I was like, okay. So I investigated. I came up with like maybe 10. And we're like, I hope we can keep finding more. Truth is, I got like about 100 more oh, that we can still do. And things come up all the time. I, sometimes I have people bring them to me that I, yeah. I didn't find. So, um, But as far as the structure of that show and like... he, he came, Mason, by the way. Mason you the cat? made a best friend. Aw. He plays fetch. Oh, does he really? Yes, he the does. cat that fetches. Yes. We're, we're not going to play fetch because then I'll be doing that for the next four hours. Uh, but the um, but Couch Pilots was like I came up with kind of the structure for that show and like all the announcements you hear to like yeah. get to the next segment um, I kind of found those and then his wife recorded that under a cool filter and, oh that's his wife yeah I didn't know that was Molly I was like where, I was like, where does that lady come from yeah that was Molly well I found I found versions of those announcements and kind of trimmed them up a little bit and then she read them and I think it sounds great we have a lot of fun uh, with that, and yeah, I, I created the structure of the show, but he kind of had the idea, so we, we definitely both had our, our hands in, in creating it. Now, was the the pilot theme from the get-go, like, we're gonna do this, or was it more of, we're gonna sit around and talk about pilots? Well, I, we, we had those, uh, those uh, clips of, yeah. of the announcements from day one, so we knew we wanted to incorporate that in some fashion. We didn't know what and I don't think anyone knows, you know, when, when they first have an idea, and even if they build a structure of a podcast, they still don't know how it's going to change or morph yeah. uh, during the time. And we had no idea. We'd talk about the ridiculous things that we do. And, and we've created this kind of faux universe that we're just having a lot of fun in. You, you do have, like, it's, it's one of the few podcasts I listen to on a regular basis, uh, A, period, and B, that kind of has this, like, you have... You could literally sit down and film an episode of Couch Pilots and still turn it into like a YouTube short and act everything out, build okay. it. And it would still, it would actually, like, you have recurring characters. And a lot of it comes from fan feedback. Yeah. They really, and that is a, such an important part of the show. One that we didn't take into consideration at all when we started is that anyone would be interested enough to comment on things. But we have people from all over the country and albeit all over the world that contact us. Um, and it's it's super humbling to know that this stupid little show that we make in a basement um, is is being consumed by folks that tune in every week and, and care enough to write us a letter or send us an email or call our very real hotline that it we have. It is very, very real. <laughs> I've only ever called it once. I don't know what anybody else is talking about if you're listening to that show. Most of those are not me. So, uh, but we, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, we're going to keep doing it as long as it is fun. And I don't, I don't see an end in sight. Yeah. So, um, how did like the fan fiction the fan? Oh, the, the, like, is that weird you guys out a little, it weirds me out a little bit. Okay. So, um, on couch pilots, there's a, a, a guy named Tyler that I've never met. No. Does anybody know Tyler? I don't think so. So Tyler is just a random dude. I, I, Tyler is the kind of dude who I think probably enjoys like country music. 
Yeah. And when Blake's show was around originally, before the network, it was it was a lot more country and roots music, you know, being yeah. part of the Blind Staggers. Yeah. So um, I think that brought in people, and I think very few people probably stuck around during the transition and what, the, what it's become. But Tyler, I think, is one of those guys who has heard damn near everything on the network, and he is... He's kind of immersed in this world. I don't know what he does for a living. I don't know <laughs> what time he has so he can listen to all this stuff. Um, He's probably like a, a, a long road trucker. Maybe. God bless him. He, he, he listens to all this stuff. He comments on some of the shows. Yeah. And he has started to write fan fiction. For the record, Tyler, I've never heard from you at Low Blow. I'm just throwing that out there. We'll <laughs> have to mention that on, on Couch um, Pilots. <laughs> please do. But he, he like wrote fan fiction about a former co-host on Drunken Lullabies like penetrating me anally. <laughs> Um, and it's just like I don't think he means it as a slight I think he's just having fun with it and he I think he knows that we're guys who are like yeah this is ridiculous and we're not going to take offense to it yeah. it's all silliness and he, he he is playing in our world and he is welcome anytime <laughs> we, we love Tyler he, his fan, his feedback is some of the best that we get it 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 I'll sit there and I'll be driving to work or something because I have hours and hours okay. of road time and I'm just like oh god <laughs> what's Tyler going to say this and uh, every fan feedback, I was like, "Okay, where's Tyler? Um, well, like, do we need to pull over and throw up a little?" Because um, it's it, it, a, it's really funny and graphic, too. and very graphic. <laughs> but at the same time, me and Dave have for years yeah. been trying to get a Rule Thirty Four for Low Blow. Now, Rule Thirty Four, if, if it exists on the internet, there's a porn of it. Right. Okay. There is no porn of Low Blow. Oh boy, we can. Which makes me very sad. So, so him writing that fan fiction. Does that mean Couch yes. Pilots exists as a Rule 34? Yes. I never thought about that. That is an incredible feat yeah, for us. That I I, a plaque made. You, you really should. Just kidding. 30, rule 34 approved, Couch Pilots. <laughs> oh, my God. Someone on the internet, please do that. I L- might even do that. I'm a printer. Listen to us. Fuck us. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I wish my – like, the one thing I have I have issues with of the many, 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 many people – that do listen to our show and listen to it pretty religiously because mm-hmm. I, I see you in the RSS feed, guys. Come on. <laughs> is they don't ever comment, ever. Mm. Like, not that we would ever, not that we're the show to get sponsors. Like, I feel Couch Pilots has a better chance of getting sponsors than we do. I have no idea it's what we promote. Very, very, <laughs> very difficult. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could promote United. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. Um, Couch Pilots, where we don't throw you off the plane. We try to get sponsored by YouTube, <laughs> or because uh, you know what to do, YouTube. Yeah, I've I, I've been meaning to. You have to send me your give me your address before you leave. All right, I have to send you something. All right. <laughs> it may not be a toilet bowl tube with. <laughs> you know what to do, YouTube on it. You're I'm, the guy. Someone I knew was going to do it eventually. I've been actually. I've been meaning to do it. A toilet paper tube. Because you had made mention of it. I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. I just assumed Tyler would have done it already. So a tube with someone writing, you know what to do tube on it. Yeah, you'll be a uh, a frequent flyer millionaire. (laughs) Um, That's another thing. Okay, where does the Plinko machine come from? Like, what's that backstory? It's all... And is there a fourth one? I mean, yes. That's my favorite. That's my favorite part. There, like, we have all these freaking fire points, which I, <laughs> my, I, I almost let this slip on couch pilots a couple weeks ago. But my brother, uh, one of my brothers, the one, not the one who's here. I was going to say, no. this guy. Uh, I, have, I, have I a, might have a lint roller for you in my car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one of my brothers, uh, recently unemployed, 
And so, like, he's got all this time where he's listening to my show finally. Yeah. I, I didn't push him to do it. He just was like, oh, I guess, you know, I have nothing to do. I'll listen to the show. And he says to me, he's like, how do you guys, like, keep track? Like, how do you guys really keep track of all your freaking flyer points? I'm like, dude, it's, There's no it's, just, point. it's just bullshit. It's just, <laughs> it's just something silly to talk about for 10 seconds and incorporate it where we deem fit. Um, but, like, the pachinko machine, I think... I think we're talking about Al Pacino. Like, I, I love to, I love on the show to like inaccurately quote things. Yes. Or like say, you know, I, you know what Blake said. My favorite um, Beach Boys album is Pet Cemetery. I love the Pet Cemetery album. Well, it's obviously Pet Sounds, right? Yeah. Like all this fake shit adds up to things, and it's it's uh, verbal flubs that turn into Pachinko. What's that? You know, oh, the Pachinko machine. You know what I'm talking? That's not, like it's born out of. Ignorance or happenstance or just like ridiculous improv scenarios. Yeah. So all this stuff is—it's just silly and it's a way for us to have fun. And like the uh, the Romans once did, make sense out of the world <laughs> with their gods. It's just yeah. to make sense out of the world of couch pilots. Now, do you feel you're doing a service or disservice to the community of people with Down syndromes with DSJ? <laughs> I think I think we very silently get a lot of protest because of that. Um, <laughs> I do roll my eyes, and I like I like his whole story arc, like, and and that's the thing is like your characters have story arcs where yeah. they really shouldn't, but yeah. they do, and it's awesome. So the the theme of Couch Pilots is we're taking a flight every week, and we have a, a tarmac worker whose name is is John. And have you not made tarmac into tarmac yet? Has that joke come up? Tardamac? No, that's we would never, <laughs> ever do lie. anything like that. You but heard he of your is first, um, first kids. Tardamac? That's ridiculous. <laughs> I've never thought of that. Nor, nor would I ever repeat it. Tardamac. <laughs> um, it's uh, so a guy named John. He's the uh, yeah tarmac worker out there with the golden cones. Yeah. And his name is John, and he has. We just we said he has Down syndrome. And that's it. We we never make fun of the fact that no. he has Down syndrome. We never joke of people about people with mental or physical disabilities. But it's just one of his characteristics. Yeah. And so we all, we often like we call him DSJ for Down syndrome, John. And we've never had any negative feedback about it. But I think it's because we're not trying to be assholes about it either. We're, yeah. we're just having fun with it. You know, we're not like trying to shame anybody. So. Um, nothing negative as of yet. I think Blake has probably lost out with a lot of sex with his wife as a result. Oh, but, but, but again, again, Christ. silent protest. Well, I mean, it's his wife, so they're not really supposed to be having sex. That's true. Very, when you're married, you don't have sex, kids. That's true. That's, why, that's why I'm never getting married, so I can keep fucking. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it, 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 it is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to because it's, it's, there's so much going on, and if you don't, follow every episode like because you can listen to the first one and if you listen to all of them straight through there's definitely like it's almost sitcom-y as there is like yeah. different characters are doing different things it's it's evolved like we're saying you know we don't know where the show is going to be if you listen to the first episode there's none of that stuff yeah it's pretty straightforward it's this is what we're going to do we're going to have fun with it and there's some jokes and stuff i think we made fun of steve urkel at one point but um you don't know what a show is going to become. And I think Blake and I have both been very pleasantly surprised that it's become this kind of tongue-in-cheek thing yeah. where we can bring in real and, and, and you know, fictional characters yeah. and just, just have fun with it. Um, so, and I, I want to say quickly, too, that coming up here to Chicago today to uh, go to my cousin's wedding, I said, Adam, I'm going to be stopping by. I, I really want you to kiss my ass for an hour on <laughs> And, and so far, so good. So yeah, I no, you're welcome. Um, I don't really. We don't really do interviews on the. Sh- it is two. 
Okay. I have time everywhere. Oh, no, I was, someone was calling me. Oh. I think my work was, but you know, um, this is more important. Than I that. don't really, we don't really interview people. Because it's literally just me and Dave and talking about buttholes and buttholes. Uh, yeah, I, lo- I love your segments. Uh, <laughs> okay, I gotta ask you. Okay, uh, yeah, no, go ahead. When you're uh, you're dead and we're loving, <laughs> um, do you guys do you know that he's about to talk about that about oh, someone yeah. dying? Yeah. Okay, because I, I feel like he's just doing it, and you just jump right in there and say, like, I feel like it's improv, where it's like, uh, you know, uh, Dave's like, I'm gay, and there's a guy who died this week, and you're like, the, uh, you're in a segment to we call, you know, you're dead and we're loving it. I. I love that. Um, what's my penis in? <laughs> what's my penis in now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your penis in now? Yeah. So all of these segments we have come from actual stories we've read. Okay. Um, with the exception of three. There was, and this is before Couch Pilots. So we had, going back probably, we kind of stopped, this kind of died, but we had Douchebag of the Week. Okay. All right. So every week we'd read a bunch of shitty articles about a bunch of shitty people, and um, we'd nominate whoever was our douchebag of the week. And as we went on and on and on, it really just became Florida. Yeah. yeah. Like Florida is just so we kind of dropped it's a hot that. Bed. Yeah, it's a hot bag of debauchery and doucheography. <laughs> and then we had a segment, um, the low blow pole, which is I just like you know on a, I'd ask Dave. Like, you know, if you could do this, you know, what would you rate it? And I can't really do a poll because it's just Dave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we had a low blow skits, which Dave hates. Um, where I'm like, and that's kind of just turned into, I'm going to throw something at Dave to see if he can, how good of an improv he actually is. And does that become more of a um, new name? New name is an improv game I used to play. Okay. New name has been there from the start. Okay. Um... And it's one of my favorite games. My my other favorite improv game is Good, Bad, Worst Advice, but I can't really play that with Dave. So the basic principle of the game is um, you you get three people, or you get six and you rotate. Okay. But it's the person, you get a question, and you get good advice, bad advice, worst advice. So example is my girlfriend's pregnant. Good advice. Be a good person. You know, do what you have to do. Be there for the child. It's her decision. Yeah. Right. Bad advice: throw down a flight of stairs. Worst advice: throw down a flight of stairs, punch in the gut, abandon her in a field, bloody, in the middle of Mexico. Of those three, that is far and away the worst advice. Yes. So I would always get stuck with worst advice, and I'd come up with like the worst <laughs> fucking things you can possibly imagine, you know. Or my other favorite um, improv game was I like my women like I like my or I like my like whatever. So my most favorite terrible joke is um, I like my women like I like my dirty glasses. And I went, cleaned up by my wife when I'm done. <laughs> or I like my women like I like my popcorn, consumed late at night by my father. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, like, those are the type of improv games I like. Just fucking terrible. So, new name has always been there. But the segments, like, you're dead, we're loving it. The first one we ever read was um, a lady had drank herself to death on a five-gallon-a-day Coca-Cola diet. Jesus. And Coca-Cola literally ate her insides. Good. And the other one was this guy was on a pond of two feet of water. A bunch of geese attacked him, flipped his canoe, and he drowned. Like, I'm sad that you're dead. 
But you're loving it. It's really <laughs> funny. So that's where that kind of came from. Your what's your penis in now um, is also one of my personal favorites because there, there's a guy in Florida, ironically, that for three weeks in a row, new articles would come out about this guy. <laughs> uh, this is not the first time. This Were they all separate incidents? They're or they're all all related. Sep- they're all separate incidents. Wow. Like the first week he got arrested for fucking a pool noodle. Sure. The second week, he got arrested for um, fucking an inflatable dolphin. The third week, he got arrested for fucking a metal picnic table. Is this all, like, in his backyard? Yes. I, I get the noodle. Yeah. I get the noodle. And I get the inflatable things because there is a Japanese fetish where women will get off on inflatable objects. Oh, yes. Forward me that link. Uh, this is <laughs> Pornhub. You'll find it. Um, so that's, I mean, there's other ones, too. That just kind of come up. Yeah. But, yeah, the Your Dead We're Loving and stuff. Because, basically, we'll go in. Um, Dave will get here around 8. We'll smoke some cigarettes. We'll look up articles. Sometimes I'll find them. Sometimes we'll go to FARC or AOL Weird News. And we'll just find six or seven things to talk about. And if we sure. get to all of them, we get to all. Yeah. We, yeah. Don't, we used to just do all eight of them. But now, the first half of the show is the three of us catching up or whatever we're doing this week is sure. now we have an interesting person on the show or we're all doing which is why like the best part about couch pilots is that first half for me we we like to think so but you know what what brings people to our show to begin with like oh you know i heard there was a, an adventures with babysitting tv show yeah and then i could i can hear them like at home be like the fuck is this the first thing I mean, i'm an hour into this thing i'm not even <laughs> talking about the goddamn pilots yeah so. But um, that's the part we have the most fun with. Yeah. Is just because we go in there and we say, hey, wh- is this thing happening with this guy? And they're like, yeah. All right, record. And it's just, that's it. We, there's no, yeah. we don't have any kind of structure for the banter. It's just like, let's let's go. And if we got some fan feedback, we'll throw it in there too. Yeah. So. And then you get to my other favorite part interesting facts. Oh, very divisive section of the show. Um, now, to be fair, yeah. Like you don't have to like pull the curtain that far back. Are you really that upset when people call them interesting? I. Lose my shit. That's true. No, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> you seem like the person. Like, you go from like, oh, look, look, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> oh, Seriously, play not the fuck It's, um, you know, I, I love Like, the show, that delivery uh, is Oscar nominated. Not winning, just it, nominated. Oh, thank you. I don't, yeah, I don't want to win. Um, like, y'all you know you ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, Susie... Oh, I can't remember the name, but uh, Jeff Garland's wife is yeah. always screaming and cursing. Yeah. Uh, Larry David would say when she is screaming and cursing at him, that's his favorite. He loves that. They, they cut a lot of that out of the show. Yeah. Um, but he l- laughs and loses his mind when she just unloads on him. He loves the shit. It's kind of the same with Blake. <laughs> it's, it, whatever he, he... And he knows what he's doing. He's, he's commenting on a fact. And the, the joke there is... These are interesting facts about the pilot. We present them to you, so they're completely unsullied. We want you to hear them, then take them why in. why call them interesting facts? That we had to name the section of the show. <laughs> we had no choice but to name the section. It's too late now to change it. Um, but it's not up to us to decide whether or not they're interesting, nor is it up to you to decide. Just take in the facts, and then at the end, of, you know, you can do what you want with them. But don't ruin someone else's experience. So when, when Blake knowingly violates that rule, uh, Rule 34 as we call it. Um, I thought it was the um, Chad rule? <laughs> the Conrad rule. Conrad the, the, rule. Yeah. Um, when when he violates that, sometimes I, I do. I, I snap immediately, 
and I, I feel like I do come across as very earnestly angry at him. <laughs> Super earnest. And, and Blake loves it. Like, he's over there cracking up. He, so am I, man. He loves it, and it's, it's fun. There's a few times I'd be listening to it, and interesting facts, and I'm driving, and Blake does something, and I almost, I'm dying in my car, and I'm almost wrecking my car. Because <laughs> I'm like, you're so angry about it. Yeah. And, like, all Blake did was cough. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... It's a challenge for me to come up with new ways to be angry and new things to get like pissed about or, yeah. or like new ways to admonish him for what he's done. Um, but it's we always have fun with it, and we try to, I, and I try to snap right back from it too. Like I'm, I'm completely not angry anymore by the end of it. Yeah, and just keep moving forward. So, um, but I, I will say that they they usually are interesting. They're 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 very like there's some stuff I was like huh, and then there's some stuff that of like stuff I've seen. Mm-hmm. That you'll post out an interesting fact, and I'm like, I, I'm almost dead positive that's wrong. And then two <laughs> minutes later, there's like another interesting fact that corrects the first fact. It's like, fuck, you caught it. It's like, I wanted, there's like at least a handful of times where I'm like, I want to call you out on some shit that I caught that you didn't catch. That's what the, that's what the 1 800 number is for, or that. Nine- and then, but you always end up catching it, and I'm just like, okay. ah, spoiled again. Um, yeah. It's a vicious, vicious cycle. It is a vicious cycle. Um, is podcasting a vicious cycle? I think so. Are you, are you a masochist? Are you a narcissist? Um, I don't know. I definitely want to be heard. Yeah. And I know people listen to me, so that's kind of cool. Mm. Like, I don't know what's going to... I said this last week. I don't know what's going to come of us doing it at the panel at Comic-Con. I don't. Because right. it is... Like, it sounds a lot bigger than it probably is, and it is pretty... It is a huge deal. But it's in a library. It's not in the... The way I understand it, it's in the library. It's not actually in the convention center. But it is because the convention center is so packed that they have to spread everything out over San Diego. Sure. So it is, like, me growing up and going to com- Comic-Con as a kid. And by kid, I mean 22-year-old human <laughs> being. Um, and this kind of being my nerd mecca. Right. It's like, it's cool to have something I'm been working on for eight years in that little book yeah now you're not just you know someone in attendance you're kind of involved in it now right yeah you're taking it to the next step so i mean i'd be happy if we get four more fans i'd be happy if they go oh you know you guys like let's have all three of you back or like you and Kristen back next year to do something similar you know that would for me that'd be like okay i'm I've arrived. This yeah. is, you know, if I can just not have to pay for Comic-Con passes every Sure. <laughs> then it's all worth it, right? <laughs> it's absolutely well, worth what it. What does it cost? Just to, like, say you want to go for the whole thing, nothing extra on top of that, but you want everyday access to, to the main, the regular events. A couple hundred bucks. A couple hundred. Yeah. But, that being said, it's five days. There's Wednesday night, it's preview night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, wow. The panels are all free if you can stay online. And for six, seven, eight, nine hours. Wow. Um, and it sells out usually. Now, back when I was going, you, you could get a hotel pretty cheaply. Hotels are like $400 a night. There's, next year, they plan on filling 60,000 hotel rooms in San Diego. I'm watching The Bachelorette right now. I'm so sorry. Um, I, it's not something I'm interested in. Then, I'm a, it's a lady thing. Where she, okay. So she's like wanting to watch it. And it takes place over the course of, of like, probably a month or yeah. two. And I, while I'm watching this, I'm like, it's like, uh, hey, this is Jeff. He's from Chicago. He's an architect. He's like, this is Billy. He's out of L.A. He's a business consultant. I'm like, how do these guys have all this fucking time to They're take all off? actors. 
well, it's all bullshit, I know, too. Yeah. But, like, how do these guys get all this time off? I'm thinking the same thing about Comic-Con. These guys are ta- these guys are saying, I have a vacation week a year. I'm spending it going yeah. to Comic-Con. And it's not just, um, you know, people from states. You'll get people from Australia. You oh, I believe from it. Europe. Like, yeah. this is the internet. This is the... Be end all to end there's all. There's a lot of comic cons, but San Diego is the one. Yeah, right? there's a few big ones. There's San Diego and then New York City Comic Con, which they say is the first. Like next year, Comic Con will be in its 50th year. Right. And um, as it, that's as it relates to the beginning of the New York one. Like San Diego Comic Con okay. will have existed for 50 years. Okay. Like my mom went to San Diego Comic Con in the 70s when she was living in San Diego. So. And and at that point there was maybe six hundred people there and it was in the basement of a library. Yeah. You know, and now it's four hundred thousand people, five days, Hollywood likes to puke up all over it, you know, the chance of meeting somebody. But careers are also made there. Like there's a lot of connections you can make, there's a lot of um like offshoots of creative people and artists and filmmakers and uh podcasters. Yeah. Uh, so we're just gonna go there and just throw up all over it. Good. Like, hey, we're a brown stain. Yeah, get out there. Oh yeah, what you call it a brown stain today? <laughs> we're um, the brown stain of any network. Get out there, shake it up, have fun. You know, it's t- I'm I'm a little jealous. Honestly, is uh, Chicago has a Comic Con? They right? have two. Okay. They have C two E two, which is produced by the same people who do the New York City Comic Con, which is Reed Pop, and it's kind of like they're growing C two E two into being the third largest con in the country, okay. which would be San Diego, New York, and Chicago. Now, I've never been to New York Comic Con. That's a little easier to get into than San Diego, but like San Diego's right in the middle of con season. New York Comic Con starts con season. Um, con and then. Sh- C2E2 is the middle. San Diego's kind of the end, and there's some little tiny ones. Yeah. Like, everyone builds the San Diego, and then the rest of this year, you buy all the stuff that you can find at San Diego for way more prices. Well, what are you, what are you looking forward to the most when you're out there? I mean, obviously, you want, you're going to be doing the podcast and stuff. You're going to be doing some interviews, traveling around, talking to different folks. But, like, that aside, is there something out there that you're looking forward to seeing the most? Um, other than my friends? No. I mean... In the 10 years since I've been there, it's grown so much. Nerd culture is really... And it... Yeah. Yeah. When, like, the last time I was there, we were just starting to take over. And now that we're there, now that it's here and we do run the world, finally, um, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm more interested in people watching than, like, maybe dig up some, fi- like, some cool stuff that I can't find. Sure. Because anybody who's anybody, is, as far as collectors, are going to be there. Yeah. Um, but I'm also packing very, very light. Um, trying to bring back beer. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So I don't, and, like, funds are super tight. Um, so we'll see. Like, I never go there to find anything, but I always have a good time. Um, so that'll be fun. Uh, nerd culture... You know, I, I think a great example is in 1980s. You got hair bands, right? That's yeah. that's popular. And then boom, like a like overnight grunge music. The, these dirty guys who are not wearing any makeup or spandex. Overnight, they take over a swing in the culture. Has nerd culture grown to the point where we're going to be at a breaking point? You think, and it's going to go back the opposite way? I don't think it'll ever go back the opposite way. I think it will backtrack. Okay. Like sooner or later, we're going to get someone's going to get tired. 
Aw, Mason. He'll just hang out. He's got claws, but you're fine. Um, sooner or later, someone like Hollywood's going to get sick of Marvel and DC making movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're in a very, very awesome place where nostalgia is key. Like nostalgia is huge. It, yeah, I, I think you're hard hard up to find a uh, <laughs> to find a movie or something that isn't based off of something else. Like, or it's who nostalgia knew when Jumanji right? came out that they're making another Jumanji movie? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I don't really know. But it's smart though, right? Because all these kids in the '90s are yeah. now in their 30s or early 40s. Like, I remember that. I want to go see that. I have kids. All yeah. that. That's I'm, I'm spending forty five dollars on this, and I'm one I'm one family. You know, the the problem of it is. When the kids that are, are the kids that are the age we are when all this stuff was popular now, get to their thirties, movies are going to be about fucking uh, Minecraft, <laughs> um, fidget spinners, <laughs> iPads, Minecraft the the movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> like I thought they did that with Legos. I mean, why? Look, I don't understand yeah, Minecraft. Yeah, Legos. You have a kid. Does yeah. she do Minecraft? Um, not as much lately, but she was super into it for probably five or six months. She she bought an iPad with her own money that she had saved. Yeah. And then she bought uh, Minecraft and just she kind of built her own little town. She had a hell of a time with it. Yeah. Now, at any point, did you go, honey, why not just buy Legos? Uh, she was before that. She was actually into Legos. Okay. Because uh, Legos is smart. God, they they they're so smart. There's a period of time where I was like, Legos is dying. Yeah. But then it like, was. And but they're like, you know what? Let's just open up every license ever. And we are selling to only boys. Why don't we sell the girls too? And it's it worked, and yeah. they are everywhere. It's the biggest movie ever, the Lego Movie. You know, yeah. Um, ideally, they can't direct a Han Solo movie, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, the, uh, Phil Lord and Bill Miller, yeah. or something like that. Got- or, yeah, poor guys. Yeah, uh, they probably like the argument was, and I read since read like they were making it too funny. Yeah, and Han Solo, although funny. Is not funny. Yeah. You know? But they were also supposed to direct a Flash movie, too. And they dumped the Flash movie to go make the Han Solo movie. Uh-oh. So there's kind of word that maybe they might go back to Flash. Because hmm. why wouldn't the Warner Brothers pick them I think the guys are talented, right? Oh, dude, they made one of the greatest movies of all time. You're not talking about the Lego movie. I'm talking about the Lego movie. Oh, you movie. are talking about the Lego I am okay. absolutely talking about the That's Lego what, movie. You, you deemed that one of the greatest movies of all time. There's nothing bad about that movie. Okay. Like, it is just a, like, you can watch it at any age, sit down and enjoy it, it's great for parents and kids, it's great to get stoned, not that I do those things, because I really don't, um, but I know some people are like, I'm just get stoned and watch the Lego movie, and everything is awesome. Like, it has the best message ever, right? And it's really about a kid playing with his Legos, like... Yeah. What's not more wholesome than a kid playing with his Legos? It's a guy putting his dick inside of a pool noodle. Like, yeah. It just doesn't get any more American. Covering than the that. full spectrum today on, on Low Blow Podcast. <laughs> always, <laughs> always. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. I, it's it's just a fantastic like. And I was very not into it. I was like, the fucking Lego movie. Well, I, I you know having a kid. My, my daughter is 11. Yeah. Um, not as much anymore, but we used to go see a lot of these animated movies. Yeah. And after a while, I just kind of checked out. I, I remember I took uh, my daughter and then both of my nieces to a movie, and they're real young. And I just fell asleep during the whole thing. Like yeah. I didn't even I didn't even parent properly. I just fell asleep. I was like, I've seen this a million times. Oh, there's a problem. Let's make some new friends, get some old friends, and we'll go on a journey. I just wrote just now as you're hearing this. I just wrote every animated movie 
for the past 10 years. Yeah, that's pretty much every movie. Yeah, and so I was just kind of done with that. I was just checked out, and so I did. I fell asleep through the entire Lego movie. I would really? get, I would give it another chance. Give it another chance. Okay. Like, sit... You know what? That's what the fucking drunk in the movie should be. The Lego movie. The Lego get movie. Get drunk... <laughs> And watch the Lego movie. I just watched Strange Brew. I just listened to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which made me want to go back and watch Strange Brew. Not great. Not a great movie. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> look, there's a lot of worse movies out there. Oh, sure there is. Joe's um, Apartment is the, uh, for me, is the uh, the pinnacle of horrible movies. You ever see Joe's Apartment? Dude, you don't have a thing for talking cockroaches? <laughs> I thought that was the best thing ever. I was also really dumb when I was a kid. I was like, they're singing like a, a cabaret song as cockroaches in a toilet. What's not amazing about that? I think what how I can prove that that is the worst movie of all time is um, there's a certain age, that and below, where you just see a movie, and you you just saw a movie. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that movie because I saw it. I was during that age when I saw Joe's Apartment, and I fucking hated it. We're so the I same thought, age, pretty much. We're two well, years apart. I, 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 I don't know. Crucial two years, perhaps, because I, I left that theater <laughs> thinking, I should like every oh, movie wait, I no, see. No, no, I don't no. like that movie. I saw it on, like, cable. I did not go to the theater. Oh, I went to the theater. I I would not watch it in the theater. And as a kid, I was like, I am a child, and I should like every movie. I do not like this movie. Therefore, to me, Joe's Apartment is the worst film of all time. For me, it has to be that... um, Who was Garth in Wayne's World? What was his name? Master of Disguise? Yes. I never saw that one. It is fucking terrible. It it really kind of tanked him for a long time. Yeah. Dana Dana Carter, yeah. Uh, And he's just... He really is a master of disguise. Like you, mm. you can put him in any situation yeah. and like any voice. Arguably, like, the perfect premise for him as a film. Yes. Right. But yeah, I think in the past five years, Dana Carvey has kind of reemerged as like, oh, you are this legend of comedy. We respect the shit out of you. Yeah. It, when you do stand up, you kill. You are incredible. But Have master of disguise really up? fucked him for a long time. Um, not lately. But his his impressions are great though. His new stand up is pretty good. Yeah. His new special on Netflix. Okay. I'll have to um, check it out. Do you watch a lot of stand up? Um, I do. I think the last... I don't know if you'd call it... I don't think you would call it stand-up. But I just saw the Oh Hello with John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. Did you see that? It's, no, it's, I haven't seen that yet. They had a Broadway show for a long time. Okay. Not a long time, but maybe like a year. And it sold out. It was it was crazy how well it did for those guys who were, you know, not known for being on Broadway. But um, they played a couple characters, and it was kind of a, a big one-act play that they did. Hmm. Um, I guess it's not really stand-up. Who else did I see? Oh, I just saw Sarah Silverman's um, A Speck of Dust. How did you think of that? I was all right. I thought I it was funny. It. I thought it was yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, I did not like the Amy Schumer one. Oh, she had a lot of shit show. for that. Which, how, many, how many my pussy stinks jokes can you make, right? I, and <laughs> I, I generally like Amy Schumer. Yeah. But I also have a, a an issue with, and this is gonna fucking castrate me. Um, but that's fine. I don't. I don't care. Um, a lot of women comics. Oh, I, I'm in the boat. Um, Women are not funny. That's not true. It's not 100% true. It's not true. No, it's not 100% true. This is what it is. Because there are a lot... There are some funny... Like Most women are... The most funny women are usually gay, first of all, if you ask me. I would disagree with that, but okay. And, And I would say there are some that are not gay that are funny. It's very rare. And the reason is, is because guys love to have their penises in girls' mouths. And you do that by being funny. That's that's how I've done it anyway. So it's not like for guys us, need to be funny. Guys need to be funny to okay, get ladies. Like, that, that's what that's the end game. I'm for not everything. the most attractive human being. I wouldn't say that. Um, Dave won't even rate me. At least you got a six. Uh, so there goes that. It was a six out of six, by the way. It, it was a, yeah. I just went back and listened to that episode recently, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is too funny. 
Um, but no, generally, in order to pick up a, a, any girl that I've ever dated who has always been out of my league, I had to generally be funny. Yeah. Which gives me false pretenses that I'm actually funny. <laughs> um, but there are some women comedians, like um, Sarah Silverman, for one, I adore her. She's great. She is um, very funny. What's her face from SNL, the one that does... Kristen Wiig, Tina Fey. Both of those. They're but, both great. Yeah, they're both fantastic. Um, Kate McKinnon. Yes. Um, She's great. She's, like, she and, is a gay lady. I didn't know. Um, and Amy Schumer is one of my favorite. Like her, Some of her first specials in her show was hilarious. I love Broad City. Broad City is very good. It's I very, do, very I do. good. Those girls are great. Um, what's her face? Um, uh, Kimmy Schmidt. What's her name? Ellie Kemper. Yes. <laughs> hilarious. The Ghostbusters, the, the remake Ghostbusters movie, in my opinion, is very, very funny. I have not seen it. I, I would be open to watching it. I think, I think as a rule, usually, overwhelming majority of the time, women are not funny. And it's only because they don't have to be. Guys are usually funnier because they're trying to get laid. That, that to me, that takes up 99% of the rule for me. Yeah. But, but there are definitely exceptions. Almost every woman, in my opinion, that you just mentioned is absolutely funny. I will give them that. But that's such a small percentile of ladies. Well, I mean, there's a small percentile of men that I like. There's a lot of stand-up that I'll watch, mm-hmm. and it's dudes. It's like, oh, I don't know this comedian, and he'll lose me in the first ten minutes of his act. I, I agree. Like, I want no part sure. of it. Um, the thing that bugs me about uh, lady comics and either and non-white comics is when they go right to the cliche jokes, mm-hmm. like oh, rape joke, blah 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 blah, or uh, n-word joke, blah blah blah. I'm like, I don't. That's not funny to me. Like, yeah, you're like, I know Blake Hayden. Blake hates him, but Chris Hardwick is fucking hysterical. I, you know, I, I have to like give his stand up is yeah. really, really good. I loved him on. Sing, I used to watch Singled Out when I on MTV. didn't watch Singled and Out, and I thought it was like, and he, he, he fully admits he's like, I was this weird nerd who had license to make fun of all these jocks, which was perfect for me because yeah. that's that's how I kind of grew up as being this nerd surrounded by jocks being picked on, and it came through great, and yeah. I, and he was very funny on that show. Any more. He's to me. He's almost gotten too big for his britches. You know who he married, right? Oh yeah, Linda Lydia Hurst. And her mother was Patty Hurst. And I mean, they they have hundreds of millions of dollars. Billions, sir. Billions. Yeah, okay. I, well, now, now, now to Chris be has, fair, yeah, he is in a world where he is known enough to be in the same circles as those people to meet those people. But what you don't know about Lydia Hurst, um, and I don't know if you've listened to the Nerdist quite a bit, not too much but anymore. She's a big gamer. She loves horror movies. She collects horror props. Like, she is pretty much a lady, a really rich super nerd. Yeah. But who also happens to be a model. Yeah. So I get, like, why they'd be able to be paired off. Like, me or you, not picking up Lady Hurst. It's not happening. Maybe maybe you. Definitely not me. Uh. Um, <laughs> but being someone who's in that Hollywood world and has been in that world for a long, long time and flies in some of those same circles... I can see that happening. Chris Hardwick, to me, is funny. I do like him. I think, you know, as his pockets, and I don't begrudge him this at all, but as his pockets become more and more aligned with cash, he loses credibility with his nerd audience. You think so? I don't think so. That's my perception. I may be completely wrong. Yeah. But that's my perception. But I do I do like him, and I will listen to The Nerdist on occasion. I, I listen to it every week. Like, yeah. he just had uh, Trey Parker on from South Park. Oh, did he really? Yeah. I need to hear that. It's really good. They talk a lot about... Um, it's a shorter one, but they talk a lot about uh, the new game coming out of like what the kind of development and like 
Yeah, they, they South had South Park and they had the uh, the some, the stick of truth. The stick and then, of truth is hilarious. And then fractured butthole. Yeah, which is coming out. Yeah, <laughs> fractured butthole. Yeah. Um. So and then he just had um. What's his face? Um. He did. He directed Shaun of the Dead. Edgar White, I think his name is. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he just yeah. had him on. They're talking he, about he just directed uh, Baby Driver. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. It just came out. I heard it's awesome. I would yeah. love to see it. Um, so he has a lot of interest. Like he, yes, he has a lot of celebrities on because a he's in California. Sure. B he flies in those circles and gets those people, and like some people, I feel in the podcast community want to aspire to be nerdist or smodcast. Or, yeah, those are big names in podcasts. Um, and it's not, it's not, I'm happy just to be me. Yeah, we, you have your own little niche, both of Get us do, down. and the, the cat wants on Mike big time. He does. Uh, no, there's he nothing wrong attention. with that. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. No. So, now that we hit our hour mark. Yeah. You can ask me to undress. I am. Um, make it soft and slow. Flump. That's why you call you Black Majesty. <laughs> um, why don't you, since we didn't do a plug, why don't you do your... Uh, For Couch Pilots? Couch Pilots. Oh, God, we talked about it enough. We um, did. Every Monday on the FCF Network, uh, Couch Pilots comes out where we talk about uh, television shows that had only one episode. Uh, Blake and I have been doing it for close to 90 episodes now, and there is a lot more out there than you think. We have a lot of fun doing it. Um, sometimes we talk to the people that are involved in the shows. We, uh, the writers, directors, producers, actors. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's free, which to me almost, I should have mentioned, I, why bury the lead? That is free. Yeah, I think they're pretty much, <laughs> it's free. So check it out every Monday on the FCF Network, as well as all the other shows. You got Drunken Lullabies, the Low Blow Podcast. You're listening to this, obviously. Check that out every week. Uh, let's try this. Those, those let's, the, let's talk about Let's before we go on. Okay. I'm very disappointed in Let's Try This. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's not about anal. <laughs> like, seriously. Is there a podcast out there that is week after week well, discussing I mean, the ins and outs gotta, literally and figuratively of anal sex? <laughs> well, I, mean, it, I would imagine it's us. Um, <laughs> but when I, like, the first, we got the premise of it, and I do listen to it. It's very, very funny, and it's very awkward when they start fighting. I love, that's the best part, <laughs> someone argue. It, 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 like, <laughs> I don't, I'm like, uh, okay, I'm not getting married, thanks. Yes, and, yes, yes and, yeah. yes, and. <laughs> yeah, no, you're doing it wrong. Um, but when I, like, I was like, oh, married couple, let's newly try married, let's try this. I know what that means. It immediately goes to anal. So, guys. I know you don't listen to this show. I know for a fact they don't listen to this show. Get to the anal. That's all I'm saying. Get to the anal. Get to the anal. Get to the crescendo that is your podcast, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I feel so bad for that dog. (laughs) And on that bombshell, kids, I'm Adam Zielinski. I'm the bottle cap kid. Y'all all just been blown. Be excellent each other. Have a week. We'll see you in San Diego. Bye. Where's my stop button? There we go.